0: plushcare.com slash weight loss
2: the 11 to 1 show it's back and it's bigger than ever this year. It's the second annual Boyne Valley International Film Festival returning to Drogheda from August 11th to the 13th and there's a jam-packed programme of events featuring brilliant filmmakers from at home and abroad. And there's even a film in the mix that has a connection to you LMFM listeners. Yeah, joining me now to tell us more about it is co-director of the festival Colette Farrell, also writer-director Mary Claire Cayley's here and actor and writer Claire Monley, who's one of the filmmakers in Focus. She's on the line and the ladies are in studio. How are we all getting on? Good, good,
1: chance. Oh my God.
2: Good, good. We can good hear you there, Claire, here. as well. Great <laughs> to have you all. Now what I'm gonna do first of all is I'm going to have a chat with Colette because Colette, second year of the festival, it's flown by. It's been just such a huge success last year and and judging from the programme this year, it's going to be an even bigger success. You must be just thrilled with how it's yes. gone. Yes.
0: Well, hopefully, yes, and I think it will. Yeah, it's a jam-packed festival this year. Last year, we would have done Friday evening and all day Saturday. This year, we Friday evening, all day Saturday, a little bit into Saturday evening, and then all day Sunday, finishing um, with the awards. So for us, I suppose, it's very much a destination festival set against the amazing backdrop of our beautiful medieval town here um, in Drogheda. We're also trying to uh, support as many filmmakers as we can with our bursaries and with all the awards um, this year as well. And then we've got great workshops with Naomi Sheridan and Laura O'Shea uh, for those interested in writing and in making films. We've also got two fantastic panels on dream versus reality, you know, for aspiring kind of filmmakers, the actual reality of, of being in the industry. And also making it as well with three young um, emerging uh, companies um, as well. So um, lots to do. And I, I guess this year as well, we're always conscious of making the festival, I suppose, you know, more accessible yeah. uh, to filmmakers, to the community. So the season ticket is just only 25 euros. And we're going to be doing a cheap. lot of work. It's, yeah. it's really, really cheap. But that's, you know, again, with the submissions this year, we started off at five euros, it only went up to 10. And I think next year, what I'd love to see on site, I'd love to see a crash for parents uh, you know filmmakers um, who happen to be parents to be able to come down so we want to do work on that and also we really want to reach out next year and do a body of work on those voices who are underrepresented in the industry as well so it's fantastic this year but we've still a lot more work to do as well And I
2: love that because you know you're, you're growing and developing all the yeah. time and it's only year two absolutely and one of the key things about this as well is you are highlighting and spotlighting not just international work but home grown work here
0: Yeah absolutely we have a wonderful project. Uh, programme on the Friday night and it's our Made in the in, in the Boyne. And I suppose that's what makes us kind of unique as well, that we are focusing on filmmakers um, in the Boyne region. We have five national programmes, one international, one documentary and one animation programme as well.
2: And the great thing about this is, forget your blockbuster fare, which is great. Yeah. It's great. We love the blockbusters. I mean, Oppenheimer, Barbie, all the rest of it, it's fantastic. But this is something completely different. It's off the beaten track. These movies, I've had had the privilege of watching some of them they are little vignettes they are slices of life but they are so unique aren't they Colette? Oh,
0: absolutely absolutely it's a, it's an incredibly unique programme now my co-director Frank Kelly he is the one that is tasked with absolutely watching every single Oh God single love him film. what a job he has That seriously. is submitted, but look he does <laughs> it he's a filmmaker himself he has so much passion for film and I guess as well it's the short film format yeah. so there aren't you know there's, there's no features and we had a great uh, a huge number of Um, of submissions this year because as I said this was last year was curated this year people had to apply so a huge number of submissions and again I know you have Claire there uh, on the phone as well the filmmaker in focus Mm -hmm. as well is quite a unique part of the festival where I suppose between myself and Frank we choose filmmakers and it's very subjective that we you know we want to put a focus on and this year we've chosen Claire Monaghan and her partner Aaron Monaghan um, two people who have worked in theatre for a very very long time and have come to to fill them in their you know the last 10 years or so so they're writing and they're directing and they're in films and they also happen to be parents as well so they've a lot to juggle as well so that's quite unique as well. Yeah
2: they really do and we're going to bring Claire in, she's on the line. Claire great to have you on the the programme with us and you know Colette give a a whistle stop there through your your career, I mean I could be all day here now listing your CV but uh, tell us about the fact that you have you know people will know you uh, acting first and foremost, was the writing always sort of in the back of your mind that you'd love to do? Was it an itch you had to scratch or how did the writing come about?
3: No, not at all, tonight. Like, I had no inclination whatsoever to be a writer and it came... And I wasn't very honest about this because I can't be any other way, but I, it came from a real place of frustration, really. When I came out of drama school, I had all this creative energy to burn and I didn't feel like I was getting enough work to burn it or getting the kind of parts that would burn it. So I just just started writing them. And... Um, I just had a bit of a control freak and <laughs> a bit of a workaholic maybe and just wanted to be constantly making and doing and I also wanted to take back a bit of control over my career. I think when yeah. you're a, a graduate actor you can feel very much like, you know, the future of your career kind of lies in the hands of other people and like, mm. I couldn't be dealing with that so I just decided um, to start trying to make it myself. Um, and I and love that Claire
2: because you know I'm a bit of a control freak as well as you're saying there and <laughs> I love that though because you know it's so important as well to write you know fe- like female stories that actually represent what women are going through and that's what's what you're about really.
3: Yeah 100% I mean I just didn't feel like <laughs> Um, I mean, like, there was amazing theatre being made at the time, but when mm. I graduated, it was also after all the arts council cuts and all the company cuts. Okay. So it wasn't really. First of all, there wasn't really as many parts for young women as you would like, but there also weren't as many companies there to help you build or make your own art, and that's where people like Colette and like uh, Niamh and Mark and Axsan Ballymont, like venue managers, who have the foresight to really, really invest in artists, in emerging artists and in their work. Uh, and if it wasn't for people like that, like, I don't know where I'd be. My first yeah. play was commissioned by Access Valley One and Colette it immediately programmed that straight out the gate, you know, and I, me having no track record as a writer, she took a punt on me and has supported our work ever since. And w- without people like her, like those venue managers, people uh, who, who really champion artists, then there wouldn't be new plays, new writing constantly coming out, you know, and and, and especially then we wouldn't have had the platform to move into uh, working in film like that yeah. we're doing now. And that's exactly Colette. I've
2: said that about her before. She's always doing that. You know, she's always champion artists like yourself. So D- Departure, this is your short film debut then. Is it more challenging writing
3: for the screen than the stage? Um, is it? No, I don't think so. It's just a different... I think if you can... If you're a storyteller at heart, which I think most artists are, all artists are, all Irish people are, I think, yeah. to a degree, storytellers at heart, if you have a, a goo or a grow for telling stories and it's just a matter of getting your head around a new form. And it definitely was a challenge to move from theatre being that... Um, being that very verbose kind of Mm. based on language kind of form moving into a much more visual medium of film but but I've worked as an actor on screen for as long as I've worked as an actor on stage so I think I've learned from all those sets I've been on working on those beautiful screenplays of TV and short film and film and I think I've just been soaking it up the whole way along and and yeah, this this kind of the idea for departure was banging around my head for a long time. And when I sat down to write it, I wrote it in one night. No way! Um, and it really, and oh my again, god, because it it's so
2: beautiful but drama. so heartbreaking. And again, as we say from the female perspective, the older female and the younger female here.
3: Yeah, absolutely a mother and daughter and it's not that do- the mother and daughter story hasn't been told mm. before but and I remember actually when I brought it to the producers, Rob and Mark who who produced it for me and um, they they asked me like you know what 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 will make it unique you know because you know people have told stories of grief before and yeah. it is a story about grief but um but I just said we will <laughs> like yeah. we'll make it unique our performances um what Philip will do the director of photography what Aaron will do as the director we'll all that's what may, will make it unique because, I, and I think it's a story that everybody can relate to. Oh, totally. Everybody has lost somebody they yeah. love in their life. Yeah.
2: And whether it really or not is.
3: the family dynamic is as complicated as the one in the film, everyone can recognise that grief and that loss. You know.
2: Totally, totally. I have to ask you about working with Aaron now. Is there any like sort of creative <laughs> differences or <in> what happens?
3: <laughs> Do you know what? It's everyone asks that question. I think they're all looking for gossip. But um, <laughs> no, I think look, I. <laughs> I watched I watched Aaron's work for a long time before I even ever met him, um, and so I have I've always thought he was an incredible artist and an yeah. incredible storyteller. So when we began working together, I was quite tentative about it because I I just didn't know if, if if I'd be up to him. Like he has such a high standard of work, everything yeah. he does. But. Um, but no, it's, it's been amazing. And we do, we have a shorthand now. We've worked together on so many projects. And um, the only thing is that when other people come into the room, we have to watch ourselves. Oh, you have maybe. your own language. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> we do. Well, just, we're very, very, we can be very direct with each other in a way that might have to be coated in a layer of kindness with other <laughs> artists, you know. What I mean? <laughs> um, and so we do have to watch ourselves when we bring, and we have, we've grown. The team of people who we work with, both in stage and film, has grown so much in the last few years, and that's been a total joy as well to bring other artists on board.
2: Yeah, listen, it's it's fantastic to have both of you uh, have your work in spotlight like this as well, and it's a way to We're kind delighted. of yeah to celebrate what you've achieved as well. Because so often you don't get to kind of sit back and look and, and think about how 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 well you've done. I'm going to move to to Mary Claire, who's sitting patiently here. A very different type of film, an evil germ. Now tell us about this because this is really unique and it has a connection to LMFM listeners.
1: Yeah, hi Sinead. Um Yeah, well, the an evil germ wouldn't really have happened if it wasn't for LMFM. So back in March 2020, uh, I think we approached you guys. So yeah. I work for Anton Art Centre and we had approached you guys about doing an open call to your listeners um, to capture what children in the region were going through in the first wave of the pandemic. Um, and you very kindly facilitated the open call and we got some great audio back and we made it into a little radio piece which you had uh, very kindly broadcast in August 2020. Um, and then we kind of were looking at it thinking, you know, this would make my background, obviously, as a film producer. Um, yeah. And Linda McConville, who uh, also works with me, is, was dabbling in animation. So we decided, you know what, this could make a nice little animation. So we again went back to the listeners of LMFM and asked them all about, you know, when the kids were returning to school, what they were experiencing and how they felt, just to capture their experiences during that time. We just felt that everyone was going through their own kind of thing um, but was anyone actually capturing it and some people were but we just felt from a child's perspective there was a lot there that we could have learned so that's kind of how the film came to be and now finally we're delighted to be able to share it um, with um, with the audiences and of course especially local audiences given their yes. contribution to it. Yeah because um, you, you
2: can see you can hear your voices on the big screen to this animation so it kind of gives me this, it's a similar vein as give up your old sins people might know from years ago in the sense that it's the children very conversationally chatting over this brilliant animation. So was that your first sort of foray into, into animation or what was that like to work in as a medium as well?
1: Yeah, I mean it definitely was. I come from live action fiction. Yeah. Um, so uh, first of all it's documentary which was new for me and second of all animation. Um, and it was very challenging because as well if we think back when we when we did the open call a lot of the questions we asked, there were parents at home recording these um, on WhatsApp supporting yeah. their children. So they're not professional interviewers. So you know that you know you're being professionally interviewed, you're told repeat the question in the answer. Yeah. So the kids weren't doing that. So we were getting these random statements of like, you know, one of the questions was if you have a wish, what would it be? And there might be a unicorn. And you're like, where does that fit in the context <laughs> of the story here? So there was an awful lot of work to do just to go through the audio yeah. and as well to try and find the narrative and tell the story. You know, because it was it was as you say like give up your old sins is definitely that nod to that. There's a yeah. whole section about where the kids go back to school and we definitely wanted that headshot you know of the girl at the desk and you know so there's a little nod to that because obviously it's such a fantastic oh, piece of animation yeah, and documentary animation um, but yeah so it was definitely a huge learning curve for both myself and Linda McConville who animated it all 100% herself might Wow
2: yeah. wow because it is it's really really brilliantly animated it's so so good I think people here oh, are going to be really really excited to, to, to see it so now this is kind of uh, is this producing sort of um, in terms of animation that's your first sort of producing role with that? that medium. Are you hoping to do something like that again or are you going back to the live action? Never
1: say never. I mean, <laughs> uh, it definitely, I mean, the, the interesting thing about this film was um, although, it, you know, it was a small team. There was myself and Linda. Our music was done by Katie-Ann Boulder. Our editor was Shane Callan, who's also local. Um, we were all in our own homes because yeah. this film was made during the pandemic when we were in lockdown. So I was in my home. They were all in theirs and we were communicating via WhatsApp, Zoom, email, you know, video calls, you know, and just listening to stuff and coming back to each other. And the whole film was made in isolation, whereas in live action, you all have to be in a room yes, together, you know. So they're very. this was a very, very different experience, you know.
2: And, and it's totally a product of 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 the pandemic which is you know kind of cool because it's kind of like a little time capsule thing people can kind of reflect back absolutely brilliant I'm going to just bring Colette back in there Colette you know a festival like this could not work without sponsorship and businesses have been fantastic
0: Yes they absolutely have Um, the D Hotel has come on board Love Draw How to Bids are sponsoring the best uh, national film Anglo printers are printing a limited run of the um, programme and also as well the Clinch family Um, Tom Clinch the father of of the wonderful Catherine Clinch from The Quiet Girl. I knew uh, Tom a very, very long time ago and the whole family is connected um, as well uh, to this region. So the Clinch family are sponsoring actually Made in the Boyne oh, uh, award, greatness. which is which is great and they're going to be around for the weekend. And then, of course, the Arts Council, Louth County Council and Meath County Council as well. So that's great as well to have the uh, two local authorities. have to mention as well Cueva Mulroy, who did a brilliant kind of job and all the, the kind of branding and, and the design. And also this year, we're delighted to have the Arc Cinema on board oh, so brilliant. yeah they're going to be screening the animation programme on the Saturday morning so hopefully as well you know because that was always the idea that while it's great and the hub is in at Art Centre but that we can kind of move it out a bit so uh, so that's great that the Arc are involved as well.
2: Fantastic so how can people get the tickets then?
0: Yeah so the season ticket is available it's only 25 euros for two and a half days uh, that includes tea and coffee and croissants every morning as well. Oh I yeah the croissants are yes, nice. amazing
2: every time yeah
0: and <laughs> the cupcakes right? yeah. and Valley cupcakes. so drihid.com
2: drihid.com yeah. is the place to go well it's I as you know so so looking forward to being MC again this year and so much looking forward to seeing all the amazing movies that are going to be on the big screen I commend everybody involved in the organisation of this fantastic festival and here's to enjoying it again this year Thanks a
0: million. We'll Thank you so you much. Thanks
2: a million. Uh, so the tickets as we say drihid.com and it runs from the 11th till the 13th of August. The 11 to 1 show.